You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday morning. Now, I'm super excited for our next topic because in the next 20 minutes or so, we're chatting with Vincent Hiscox from the Over 40 Wellness Podcast. And today we're talking about Alzheimer's disease. How are you doing today, Vincent? I'm really good. So happy to be here. So, so nice to be able to sort of share everything with the listeners. Yes, it's great to see you again. It's a bit of a gloomy topic and we were talking a little bit um, off air a little bit. Now, you know, uh, since no one really knows the true causes of, of Alzheimer's disease, it's not been fully understood. But simply put, I think Alzheimer's disease is when the neurons sort of become damaged and lose connections with each other um, and then they eventually die. So it could be uh, age-related changes in the brain, uh, but, you know, sometimes it's not really to do with age um, and scientists believe that uh, things like a combination of genetic lifestyle and also environmental factors can also affect the brain over time. Um, What's your understanding of of Alzheimer's disease? Well, first of all, it's very complex. Um, It's something which, as a disease today, billions of dollars have been sort of spent on trying to find a cure. And today there's no sort of, let's say, solid cure for Alzheimer's or even dementia. But let's talk about Alzheimer's disease. Then that just makes it easier. And and in fact, Alzheimer's disease is about 60 to 70% of dementia. So it's by far the biggest cause of cognitive decline. So from from a scientific point of view, a lot of money has been spent on doing research. And today, of course, the understanding is improving. But is there a sort of a solid cure? I think the answer is no. Uh, and I think what we can talk about today, and I think what what I found by doing all the work preparing for this podcast, was that the prevention, what you can do to prevent it, is massive. I mean, so for me, that was very life-affirming. Um, I think everybody, if you think about dementia, you know, it's so frightening. And I would talk personally and say for myself... It's something that's frightening. I've got relatives that have suffered with the dementia. And when you see it, you think, oh, my goodness, you know, to, to actually lose your memory, to lose, losing our memory is like losing ourself. And even in, in the sort of, in what people say, people fear losing their memory. People fear dementia more than they fear dying. So it really is something that, you know, is at the front of a lot of people's brains, yeah. Absolutely. I think the audio connection right at the start of Facebook um, was a bit loose, so I'll just quickly uh, introduce uh, Vincent once again. We're chatting with Vincent Hiscox from the Over 40 Wellness Podcast, and this morning we're talking about something a bit gloomy, um, Alzheimer's disease. Um, I say gloomy because you're right, Vincent. I think people are worried about, you know, getting losing their memory and losing who they are um, over dying itself. But one thing that struck me is, as you mentioned just now, even though it's not treatable and it's not 100% preventable, there are so many things that we can do actively to slow down this process and perhaps change the course of our brain um, a, a little bit. Now, we know that Alzheimer's is really cause, as you mentioned, uh, one of the leading causes of dementia. Um, it's, it's certainly a big risk factor and, and dementia can be caused by other things that can be linked with Parkinson's disease. But today we're talking about Alzheimer's disease. Um, and it is really that buildup of that amyloid plaque in our brain. And I read that it can start building up as early 
I mean, it's building up right now for, for, for us in our, I'm not in my 20s, but it's starting to build up well from our 20s, 30s and 40s. And there are certainly things such as smoking um, and, and other activities that you do that would increase that, uh, the, the buildup of, of it. Um, are there things that you read which made you think, oh, thank goodness I've started doing this earlier or thank goodness um, I've been, you know, preparing my body in a strange way. And and I mentioned earlier, it's a gloomy topic, but the, it, I, I hope our listeners will also feel a bit uplifted to feel like it's not all doom and gloom and there there are things that we can slow down the process and hopefully prevent it from ever happening to us. Yeah. And a few points uh, from what you just said. And uh, Okay, so I do the Over 40 Wellness podcast and you know, dementia, Alzheimer's disease can start from your 20s. And it's it's a cumulative thing. And like uh, when we spoke last time, we spoke about cardiovascular health, which is the same. And also a lot of the things that you can do for cardiovascular health actually help you for Alzheimer's as well. So that's very positive. Now, you know, coming, you know, coming to the disease, I think... The big message I'd like to pass right at the beginning is start paying attention to the things you should do now. Don't don't say, you know, it develops, most people it develops in their 60s. Some people it can develop earlier. There's an early form of uh, Alzheimer's disease, early form of dementia. Most people it's in their 60s and then, you know, people are living longer now. And of course, if you're living longer, it, that means that there's more stress on the brain. But my message is start early and start. And there are many things you can do. I think that's the other positive thing. The thing that I found absolutely amazing that I've, I've actually made a list to kind of remind myself because I can't remember them all. There's around 17 different things that you can do that can help you to maintain your cognitive function, to protect. It's actually protection. So you're doing it's like it's not a drug. It's something you can do yourself and it protects you against the effects of a decline in your cognitive function. And I think that is a really positive thing. Yeah. Like what sorts of things um, were they that we could do? I, and again, I mentioned earlier the, this thing that we did last time when we were talking about cardiovascular health. And a lot of the things are the same. In fact, some people think that if you've got cardiovascular problems, that will also affect your brain. So it's it's a kind then it's a double whammy. So if your circulation is not good in your body, then it's not good in your brain. So let's start at, at the top. And we can start with sort of uh, regular activity. Okay. Regular activity and from that I would you know subdivide that into two different things. One is aerobic activity. And that's everything that we can do, you know, it's walking, it's, you know, you can go to the gym. So many things you can do which are aerobic, you can dance. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a whole raft of things. But this is kind of interesting. Strength. If you do strength training, strength training protects your brain as well. So that was really, you know, that jumped off the page when I sort of read that. And, and again, that's something which... We spoke about before on cardiovascular health, and here it is again, it pops up again for brain health. 
And that's so good because I think a lot of the times people think of strength training as people who like build muscles and stuff. But actually, let's move away from that. It's not about you know, bodybuilders, and, but it really is sort of increasing your muscle mass and your bone density and all of that. And, and as much as cardiovascular um, exercises are important, strength training is also just as important because we need to maintain a healthy body, healthy strength, like a healthy engine to keep our body going. Yeah, absolutely. So then if we move on from that, then we talk about nutrition. I mean, it comes up all the time. It's how we get energy into our body is through our nutrition. So the, the rules as far as nutrition for the brain are concerned, there are a few which are sort of kind of very related to the brain, most probably also to the heart. And this is, you know, the DHA and EPA making sure that you're getting those fatty acids. The omega-3. The omega-3s. Um, then uh, also in terms of the things that you want to do, are the B vitamins, okay? So there's a B6, the B12, B9. So make sure that you're getting a, a good amount of those vitamins because those promote your brain health. Yeah. Yes, that's a great reminder. Um, one thing I want to jump in uh, with is sleep. It's so important. <laughs> and, um, and I, I you know, for, for our listeners, hop onto Facebook because we are live on Facebook this morning. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Vincent Hiscox there. Um, Sleep is so important that, I mean, there's so much connection between sleep and good physical health, but actually sleep deprivation, um, there are studies that show that poor sleep actually contributes to the levels of the amyloid plaque, which builds up in our brain, which then eventually, um, you know, the buildup of that can actually damage the neurons, which then eventually lead to Alzheimer's. Um, and sleep also help with memory forming as well. And, and I know a lot of people will say, oh, you know, if you have a good night's sleep before a test or before an exam, it can actually help you consolidate um, those sorts of memories, well, regular memories. It doesn't have to be before a test, but that's why the emphasis is before the exam. A good night's sleep is so important. What are your thoughts on sleep and are, are we sleeping enough uh, collectively? Okay, so I smile at that one. So I'm a sleep coach. So I help people with their sleep. And basically, everybody should be getting between seven and eight hours of sleep every night. And it's all also the, the fact is that if you say, oh, well, last night I had six hours, so today I'll have nine hours, that doesn't work. The six hours, it's done. That's a done deal. Okay, you can improve, but every time that you cut back on your sleep, and I would say cutting back on your sleep is less than seven hours, then you're not giving the brain the time to clean itself. And you, you've been talking about the, you know, the amyloid plaques, so one of the processes that your brain grows through every night, it kind of contracts and it puts a kind of fluid into the brain which cleans the brain out. So every day while we're thinking, things, let's say, waste products are building up in our brains and sleep is the time when they're washed out. And it really is, you can think of it like a washing out process. The brain actually shrinks, the fluids then go through the brain and clear clear out all of that sort of mess, let's say, that's built up during the day. So it's like a kind of a waste disposal system, yeah. 
Absolutely. And that makes so much sense because I'm sure some of our listeners have gone through periods of, you know, maybe insomnia or sleep deprivation. I know I certainly went through that, you know, after you give birth, you know, when the baby is up all, all night and you just start to feel so tired. And, you know, I'm not saying you have this disordered thinking, but it's like, and and not hallucinating, but you're thinking, you're imagining, oh gosh, did that just happen? And and your brain starts to get very confused, and and your moods are, are affected as well. I mean, this is an extreme deprivation type of situation, um, but it it happens, and I suspect maybe it's to do with the toxins being built up, or I don't know, whatever it is that's being built up, uh, some sort of chemical that's built up in in our brains. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as I said, every every sort of second that you're using your brain, your brain is, you know, it's a machine and it's, you know, it takes in nutrients, it uses the nutrients and, you know, your brain uses so much energy and, of course, there are waste products and there has to be a way that you clean those waste products away mm. and and that's what sleep is. And if you think about sleep, sleep is so dumb as far as evolution is concerned, you know. We kind of, we're almost dead to the world for eight hours. I mean, and if you think back to earlier men and women living, you know, with sort of saber-toothed tigers. It's always the same analogy. And yet, for eight hours, one-third of the day, you are comatose. So there must be a reason for it. And the reason, one of the reasons is, is of course, as you said earlier, all the memories get reassembled and they get put in the correct places. But also, at the same time, your brain gets cleaned out. Yeah, and that's a good way of looking at it. And actually, after a great night's after a good night's sleep, you feel great and really refreshed. And I'm sure people can attest to, uh, you know, the mood after the poor night's sleep. So if you keep doing that again and again, can you imagine the effects that would have long term and, and the damage that would have uh, long term as well? What about? Um, I'm sure you've listened to a lot of podcasts and interviewed a lot of people. Um, are there sort of people who are more at risk? to Alzheimer's disease, um, sort of um, lifestyles that don't support that? I think from, you know, and I guess we'll go through some of the other things, but if, you know, from your nutrition, if you are, you put yourself into an unstable metabolic state, and, you know, it's all the usual things, it's, you know, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, um excess weight, adiposity, all of these things which, you know, high triglycerides, all of these things also affect your brain health. So it's, of course, it's complex, but if you fix those things and they're not so difficult to fix, then you give yourself the maximum chance of, you know, maintaining your brain into old age. And we've all met those people that they're sort of, you know, 90 and 95, and they're sharp as a button. And we think, well, how did they do it? Yeah. So it's possible. It's not something that's sort of incredible. It's, you know, it's kind of, it can be usual if you do the right things. Absolutely. And what you said just now uh, triggered my memory that there's this um, dim sum place in Kennedy Town where the owner still, he doesn't use a calculator. You know, you go up to him and you show him your ticket and then he just does mental arithmetics in in front of you. I mean, he might write it down, but it's all in his brain and it's very accurate. And he must be about 90 years old. And it's remarkable. 
Um, so really, physical, um, you can do physical exercises, but also just keeping your brain sharp by carrying out tasks uh, mentally or so. Um, right, we're coming to the end of, of this. Time really flies, Vincent. Wow. I know. Can you remind our listeners once again, have you got a website and how can we find out more about your work and your podcast? Okay, so um, what I did in doing the preparation for this, you know, for meeting you today, I actually released a podcast this weekend all about Alzheimer's. So if the listeners want to go to the Over 40 Wellness podcast, they'll find a podcast there that goes into all of the detail, what we've discussed and more detail. And predominantly, they can get from that the things that they can do to help themselves. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you so much once again, Vincent. And I look forward to our next chat. Thank you so much. Thank you, Noreen. It's always a pleasure. And now a quick look at the weather forecast for today. Dry with sunny periods, fresh to moderate northeast.